Hello, and welcome to the Fiveable Podcast. It's our goal to educate small businesses about all things digital marketing, tips, tricks, trends, and more. Hey, good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, or good evening. Depends on when you're listening to this because it's a podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Fiveable Podcast. We are hanging out here today in the 5J headquarters, and uh, we've got a, a guest with us today, and of course, we've got Zach with us as yep. well. He's back. I'm back. He survived the first episode, so we're down with round two. So, um, yeah, we've got Mr. Jeremy Brown here of uh, Throne Publishing. He is the CEO. Um Jeremy's been in publishing for 11 years. Um, over those 11 years, he's published over 300 books. Uh, so I guess that works out to, what, two, two to every two to three weeks, he's cranking a book out. Yep. Um, which, that's crazy. When I think about a book and I go, a couple weeks, I mean. When I first added that up, I thought, I am insane. <laughs> this is not right. Right, right. But it, it is what we do. So I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Thanks for letting me come on with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, we are out here in the Zeal Center. So a little shout out to Zeal. And uh, so we've been been officing neighbors here for a while and uh, getting to know each other and, and similar journeys in our business. And so uh, Jeremy's got another um, take on marketing and with, with books in particular. And so I think we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit today on how, how a book can be a marketing tool for you or yourself or your company or and whatnot absolutely that's right. awesome yeah that sounds good Let's well jeremy go. why don't you start open up a little bit here with uh just give us a brief how throne started what you do just kind of a brief elevator pitch to us yeah so throne started by me solving my own problem so i was um in my early 20s and i thought like every early 20 year old thinks I should write a book. I have so much experience, wisdom, knowledge. I need to do the world a favor and write a book at the <laughs> ripe age of 24. Um, now, I had that thought, but the problem was is I went to Scooter's Coffee Shop on 57th and Western. You guys have been there. They got that big oval table at the front. Yeah, or kind the of surfboard like the surfboard table. table. Yeah. Mm. I literally think they still have the same chairs as when I first went in there to this day because I you they kind of sway now, those wooden <laughs> chairs. I sat down to write it, and I realized I I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I didn't really think things through back then, so I just thought, I'll write a book, and I'll just kind of figure this thing out. Now, long story short, the um, the last official like article that I ever wrote before this was a 300-word article in college when I went to Southeast Tech, right across the street from here, and it was 300 words, and the last sentence said very sarcastically, I hope you enjoyed reading this as much as I enjoyed writing it. Thank you very, 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 and I had very 20-some times to get to 300. So that was my writing experience. Good. But I knew I could communicate. So mm -hmm. I said, if I had been interviewing people, because when I was 19, I became an entrepreneur, flat broke, didn't have any money. I started to interview successful entrepreneurs. That's how I learned. So from a survival mechanism, I learned that interviewing people, if I ask good people good questions, they'll come up with good answers. If I ask a smart person bad questions, they'll come up with bad answers. So I was like, if I just make this into an interview for myself, I could write this book a lot easier. So that's what I did. I made an outline. I made a bunch of questions for myself based on that Outline. And then as I answered the questions, my answers became the content for the book. So I got it done pretty quickly, published the book, just gave it away as a business development tool, as a lead generator. <clears throat> and um, 
Long story short, that that really bad book got downloaded in over 20 countries for free, mm. but I used it as a top of the sales funnel, and so I had I had companies or not companies but individuals. I was I was you know catering to small business owners, home based businesses, uh, helping them sell more of whatever they were selling. And, you know, it may, it blew up my business at that time. But it's really funny because now I look back at it like anybody does when they're, you know, you look back 10 years ago and it's like, what was I thinking? And it's a really bad book. Is it still on Amazon? Uh, the extent of it, it never saw Amazon. Okay. Like many of my books, Before I published that. 11 myself. I have one on Amazon right now. Mm. Um, the extent of the distribution to that first book now is my office and my dad's bathroom. <laughs> so that is its distribution no now. Reading. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. So uh, you started, you, you discovered you were an entrepreneur at, what, 19? And what was your inspiration? What I know and I, I, I was familiar with the term entrepreneurship when I was younger as well and uh, something I kind of explored, you know, hey, I can maybe start my own business someday. But uh, did you have somebody in your life that was kind of influential? or That is a good question, Zach. Um, so... That is a good question, Jake. That's okay. We hey, I'll, I'll take the credit for the question. They both have mustaches. I'm sitting here. I've done that before. I've called you, Jake. That's right. And now you, Zach. If it's a good question, I'll take it. I wanted to make it, it even. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, you can have this one. Okay, I good. did not know the term entrepreneur, believe it or not. I just said, so this is a very important point of my life. I realized why I was in business. I still come back to this moment. I did not get into business because I had a big idea or some kind of big vision or because I knew anything about business. I got into business because... I was a single dad at 19, living a wild and crazy lifestyle. I took my son to daycare for the first time and realized I want to be his daycare. So that was my goal. And I said, I'll start a business. And I remember my epiphany was if I'm going to be in business to make money, you have to sell something. That was an epiphany to me. Mm -hmm. And I realized, how do I sell something? Well, I better treat people well, and I better have something that's valuable to them. So I, I got good in sales, and that's what got me into I eventually started to consult for companies in town here. It was like Hague Realtors, Northwestern Mutual, Holt McDowell. They'd bring me in for 90-day stints, and I'd work with their salespeople. Mm. And that's what got me into wanting to write a book. Wow. Um, but I still go back to that moment. That's why, Jake, it's such an important question. What got this started? Why did I do this? It was autonomy. And that still to this day determines, I think we got to know what lifestyle do we want to have, then what kind of business model do I need to support that lifestyle? Otherwise, the business model can become its own monster that controls the lifestyle. And that's how we get into a situation where this business has become something I don't want. Yeah. And I've been there, I think every entrepreneur has, but that's why I got into business. It was for autonomy. Mm -hmm. And so I have to always remember that as I'm making decisions is there's might be opportunities that come along that seem super great, could be very profitable, but is it going to give me what I really want, which I got to go all the way back to when I was 19. I just wanted to be with my kid more. So I wanted autonomy. I wanted to be able to have a little bit. Of, and so there's a very specific business model that will support that lifestyle. And I've got to always be attuned to that as I'm analyzing other opportunities. But that's why I got started. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a, it's definitely a noble reason to get in, want to spend more time with your family. It was noble and ignorant at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, I was full of zeal. <laughs> I quit my job without even knowing what I was going to do. Yep. So I don't re encourage people to do that ever, <laughs> but um, it, it helped me know why am I doing this thing. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember that. I have mm -hmm. to be disciplined in that approach. I think anybody who's gone through that knows that there's a journey, there's a process that you have to go through and, 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 and see that and explore it and 
defeats and failures and success in that is kind of that journey and that adventure. I think right. what maybe calls people to entrepreneurship or uh, to start something is, uh, is is somewhat that journey, that 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 adventure. You know, right. uh, I think that's probably on some levels what kind of sparks it in our hearts. Or totally we just agree. don't want a boss. Yeah, that's that's also true. So and we want to be rea- broke the rea- for a while. Yeah, we want to be broke and have lots of stress. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then the reality is we end up with lots of bosses. Exactly. <laughs> we client. always have one. <laughs> we always have one. All right. Well, well, let's jump into to books and to publishing a little bit. To be honest, it's not something I know a ton about, but I really like your uh, approach to it because uh, you know here at 5J we do content marketing as well. We do a lot of uh, blogs and and video. And, and this podcasting now, um, what what benefit could a book have for me as a as a business owner? If I was going to say, "Hey, Jeremy, I, w- I want to write a book," what what other upside to that is there going to be be besides being, "Hey, I'm a I'm a published author." Right, and, and you know when I got started back in 07, I started writing that first book in 06, authority marketing was kind of a very, very new term. Now it's becoming more adopted. Companies like your guys' content marketing, authority marketing. I mean, the first thing you do is if you've written a book and you go through the discipline, it's kind of like a degree. You've gone through some discipline. You have some organized thoughts. You have a methodology that I can present to somebody. I can slide it across a table for you, and you can see it. So if you can see my organized knowledge and experiences or whatever is in that book, you'll pay for it. If you can't see it, you won't pay for it. So it becomes a piece of that value add, but also a piece of of additional services and revenue we can generate. But essentially, you know, if I'm a CEO, which is who we work with, like you guys work with, it's about authority, it's about credibility, and we always say a book is a ticket to a bigger game. So usually people are coming to us at a point of transition. They're leveling up. They're going from one level to the next. I have one location, I'm gonna have two. I have two, I'm going to four. Or they're they're transitioning uh, sideways or pivoting, meaning I've been a successful chiropractor for 15 years and now I wanna coach other chiropractors. So I'm selling my business and now I'm gonna start something new. I'm gonna do speaking or whatever that is. That is typically the reasons why people publish a book. That's the reasons why I would say this, after doing all these books, the number one reason I would tell people to do a book is it completely clarifies what, who you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And this was a huge problem in my business. So in 2015, the number one problem that I had in my business is I was writing books twice. Big, huge, hairy problem for a business, right? You pay me to do something once and then I do it twice, that's not good. But here was what was happening is, so I go back to one of the reasons why when I first wrote my first book, it changed my life. And that's what got me into the business is people said, hey, what did you do? How did this happen? You're this, you know, I was part of a uh, this, um, uh, I had licensed content that I could go sell. And I was one of the top salespeople nationally in that whole thing. And people said, how did you do this? I said, well, I wrote a book, use it as a lead gen tool. And they said, can you do that to us, for us? And I said, sure, because mm-hmm. it changed my life. Now, here's what happened is, you know, we would interview people and make a book out of it, just like you guys do with content, right? Mm-hmm. From a spoken word to written word or whatever the, the form of media it is. And what we found is as we would interview people long form, so we do eight to 12 hour interviews. I have some folks now that I'm like 20 plus hours deep into their interview. Mm-hmm. It causes them to ask questions and think about things they haven't thought about before. So for example, we would do, we call them a live author session. They come in for a day. We have a big attorney coming in on 
Friday for this. And we sit down, there's me and there's a writer and the author. And I'm asking them questions. They're talking, the writer's writing, right? And so what would happen is if their clarity level was at a clarity level six, it would go to a nine. Mm-hmm. Now that's great, and I love that. That's why I'm in this business. Here was the problem, though. My writer would be writing clarity level six content. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so they would come back, and we would show them their first couple chapters of their book, and they would go, "You know what? I actually think I need to do a different book. Um, <laughs> I'm going a different direction now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last company was Inc. Five Thousand. Three years in a row, they went through this process. They went and rebranded their business. Mm. And they didn't ever publish a book. And they paid us for it. And they're like, we're good. And yeah. I was like going, I I love this, but this is a huge, hairy problem. We've got to solve it. Yeah. So the reasons, tactical reasons, authority, credibility, all the things you guys bring to the table in content marketing and authority marketing for people, why they, I think every single person should do this is for the self-reflection and for when you see your knowledge and your wisdom and your experiences organized, it gives you so much clarity, so much confidence, because you're going to say, I, I do know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, it gives them that confidence, and their businesses always go to the next level. It's fascinating to yeah. watch that happen. Nope. Yeah, I was gonna say this can't. This isn't common among publishing, right? This is something no. unique to you guys. Yeah, we so we invented this process called Awaken Now. So we said literally what happens is there there is a moment that they have, we would see it happen. Before we knew this, we would call it the turn of the tides. It would have it would happen mid-afternoon and we knew it would happen. And then we would get an enormous amount of content within a very short window of time. So we would just plan on that. And it was like fighting through a wall to get there because they would process, 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 then boom, they have this awakening and now they got all this content. And so we just intentionally did that now. So we would upfront do a full day interview to process, to organize, to make an outline. Then as a business, we know the scope. The author would have this experience of, holy smokes, this is actually my story. This is actually what I'm bringing to the table. And then we go into the book. So it is it is a proprietary process that we've made out of pure necessity again mm-hmm. because it was the biggest problem. And so now we're, a, we're beyond publishing. We're like personal development, uh, leadership. We don't quite know. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be sh- uh, announcing a few things here in the future, but we're like, there's so much more to this mm. uh, than just books. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think it really speaks to, um, you know, in in business, you start doing one thing, and that's usually based on a skill. You know, I went to school right. for graphic design, so oh, I started a design business. That makes sense. That's where my skills are. Uh, but what happens is there's an evolution that happens, and what it sounds like you guys have tapped into is there's just as much, if not more, value in the discovery process for people, hundred percent, and getting that clarity um, as opposed to just having a book to be able to maybe go sell. Or, or have content to be able to, to pull from. So. Yeah, and then we're not just doing a book to do a book. Now they're like, I have something to say. I have value to bring. And all my customers were always coming to me for this reason that I never knew about before. Mm. So, you know, now that's a very scalable process we can do. So we're going to certify people, do all that kind of fun stuff around this. But that happened out of just, you know, you mentioned one book every three weeks or so over and over and over, working that skill set, getting those 10,000 hours, whatever you want to call that. And then you have all this experience and you sit down. For us, I sat down in a room for two days with six people people and reverse engineered how do we go from an idea to a book in somebody's hand 
And then I remember there's there was a graphic designer in the room because they were making charts and processes for our internal process. There was a transcriptionist putting all everything I say in SOP documents. There was an editor, there was a videographer, there was my wife, there was me. And I had the, what is now like our publishing process, the mm-hmm. 17 steps to go from an idea to a book that we show all of our customers. Like here is the process, the path. But there was, there was a huge whiteboard and uh, there was one little dot that said make the outline. And my wife was like, what happens there? And she goes, you meet somebody and you, you talk to them for an hour, you go into a room for four hours, you come out with this big outline and nobody knows how it happened. And so we spent a whole nother day reverse engineering that because mm-hmm. it was something I naturally got good at doing, just like you guys are naturally good at what you do. So if you reverse engineer it, you'll figure out, oh, there's actually a methodology we follow that we don't realize we follow. Yeah. And if we can make that visual, people will pay for that methodology. Mm-hmm. So now we went from people paying us to do books to people first paying to go through this awaken process and all the deliverable is this full book outline. We give them that full experience there. They pay us for that, and then we move into publishing thereafter. So I think, like you're saying, Zach, there's an evolutionary process we all go through as we're just grinding away as entrepreneurs, but we're actually getting, we call them street skills. Mm. These are skills you learn as you're just serving people in the streets. So an example of this really quick is, if all of us were thrown into the jungle, one of two things would happen. We would die or become survival experts because we naturally adapt, overcome, adapt the skills that you're talking about, Jake. Um, and the thing about it is if I saw a lion 100 feet away, I'm no handyman, but I would have a knife made in five seconds. And if Jake, you were to ask me in that moment, hey, Jeremy, how'd you make that knife? I'd be like, dude, shut up. There's a lion. We're surviving, right? But if it's six months down the road, we're out of the jungle, we're in this room talking about this now. And you said, Jeremy, you remember when you made that knife? Yeah, I do. How'd you do it? And if you help me reverse engineer what we did, we would create a program, a system that either we could make knives on our own if we wanted to, mm-hmm. or I could give it to somebody else and say, here is how you two can make a knife from nothing. Hmm. But we don't realize it in the moment because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a ton of value in somebody sitting down and helping us think through those things. And it, it's a game changer for people. Mm-hmm. Just like you guys see, I know as you're helping people analyze their story, their concepts, what who they are, what they they do you see these things happen too in big or small ways and they're getting more clarity on here is who we are because i'm sure you guys run into hey we want to sales is the answer and marketing is the answer well let's talk about who you actually are in your message and that's a whole process right yeah. right yeah uh i, I want to jump in a little bit into to content marketing because you know we're trying to facilitate for small businesses what is that and i think uh businesses for a while now have heard and you know I, I want my seo to increase i want to show up on google um and and the biggest thing we tell people is create content and one of the easiest forms of doing that is is blogging uh but we're moving to obviously there's video social media is, it ties into that it's all it's all this it's all tied together um and i think what we've seen is it's a very slow process. Mm -hmm. So I think I I really want businesses out there, you know, that are listening to this to really understand that uh, it's, it's a long play to commit to, to content marketing uh, because it just simply, it just simply takes time for that to get out there and to get absorbed in a way um, that's going to be, 
um, useful for your potential customer. So, um, what what have you seen as far as kind of time frame with with making a book? Because obviously you're creating a ton of content uh, in in a relatively short short amount of time. Um, is that overwhelming for people? Go okay. What do I do? What do I do with this now? Do you go into planning after that? Um, how long does it take for people to maybe see results? I know that kind of probably depends on the content and the author as well. But um, any insight into that? I think when it comes to making content and thinking this through, I think you know it comes down to what we what we do and we implement and believe is if you give somebody a good experience. So it's all about an experience that makes this easy. So we want to create an atmosphere that's inducive for doing this kind of work and this kind of reflection first. We slam it into a day because I'm working with CEOs who, like you guys, they got 50 things going on every single day, and uh, you know they accomplish typically more uh, before noon than most people do their entire week. So when we're with them, we want to get it all out. So I think if you can, block off a full day. Have somebody there with you who's from the outside looking in that isn't in your story, that isn't in your frame. And if you can block off a day, I think it gets you into a content groove where as you're thinking, you're processing, it's exhausting, but it's a really good exhaustion. And what you want to do is find the themes. If you if you think about it in a book form, books are easy to kind of like visualize. Mm. If it's like, well, if I'm thinking about other ways of media, it's hard for me to visualize. And that's what we've learned. Like you guys learned if if I can visualize it, I can understand it. If I can't, I don't, mm-hmm. right? So we think in pictures. If I can visualize it, think of all these areas of your business, of what you do day to day. Don't try to create anything new. Look at what you're already doing and what could you teach somebody out of what you do that's valuable to your target audience. Start taking stock of all those things. So if I'm a CEO and I'm just trying to do this with my team, I'm gonna sit down and say, okay guys, what do we do on a day to day basis that could be taught and valuable to our target audience? to our customer base, our highest customers. And the hard part about this is, the things we do naturally and normally, we don't think are super valuable. But they're really valuable to people who aren't in our context. So I would walk through and reverse engineer some of the main conversations we find ourselves continually having with customers that are valuable to them and that we have a ton of knowledge on. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I would start. And I would just, you gotta fight for it, you gotta block off the time. And if you do this four hours or eight hours, I would do longer meetings like that because you get into a thinking groove and you get excitement. You, you gotta have the right people in the room who can capture those thoughts as you're going down. That's what I would say to people is it doesn't need to be this super long thing that we're going to do this over a six-month period. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes it should be. It depends on the customer. Most CEOs, if you get them in a room and you ask them the right questions and you have the right people around them to capture their answers to those questions, you can cover a lot of ground in a very short period of time mm-hmm. and it gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, Otherwise, I'm thinking, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's really uh, the think work, You know, even us, we're doing like live videos. We're trying to do podcasts as well. There's so much thinking involved up front. If I can compartmentalize that with putting the right people in the room to ask me the right questions that I need to know and capture my answers in a way that I can just then go execute on, that's what we really need. Mm-hmm. Especially as CEOs because this whole media world is crazy and it's going to be ever-changing and that's just the way it's going to be. And so we've got to adapt how we do this accordingly. What are a couple obstacles, just quick obstacles that you encounter? I think the biggest obstacle for CEOs that I see, um, that's a great question. I think number one thing is time. 
mm-hmm. fighting to block off that time and then fighting to keep that time once we've made it. Um, I also think the next question is having the right people in the room around them so that as they're thinking and processing, those people know what to look for. Mm-hmm. So you, you notice when I was here, I, uh, when I was doing this for myself, you know, uh, in uh, 2016, very tail end of 2016, I had a graphic designer in the room because I'm like, as I'm drawing things and models on the board, I want you to make convert that into graphics mm-hmm. that we can use to present somebody visually, here's what we do. Um, I had a writer in the room who was just transcribing everything I was saying. Poor woman, like had her fingers whittled <laughs> down to nubs by the end of the day. Um, I had really good people who understood um, what I was talking about and could answer or ask me the right questions. Had a video- videographer in the room, had a camera set up. I had somebody capturing quotes that I was saying along the way and she captured like a hundred and some quotes in that day that now I can repurpose for other things. Mm-hmm. So you need to have the right people in the room to capture your answers in ways that are relevant and put them in the appropriate context, whether it's video, whether it's SOP stuff. And then you just got to fight for that time. So I think those are the biggest obstacles because that's a small circus. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big thing to do. It's super valuable. And you know, we do with this one day workshop, we can give somebody a marketing plan for a year or to do a book a hundred percent from that one day, but we know what to look for. So you got to know what to look for. And I think that's the value you guys bring to the table for your customers is you know what to ask them, you know what to look for, and you know how to use their answers. Mm. That's good. Cool. Uh, Man, as as (laughs) it's such a big thing when we start getting into content and what you can do with it. And I think what we've seen with some of our customers is, is like I mentioned before, this can be, can be overwhelming. Um, you know how do I how do I write a blog about this boring thing that I do all day? Well, the reality is people are hungry for that information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the buyer journey. We talk a lot about that with our customers. Uh, the more you can understand how your your customer is is interacting with you and your brand and, and what you're trying to sell. The first impression you're getting with a lot of people is is your website. And by using a book uh, as a top of funnel, there's a lot of value in that to go, hey, this is this is free or it costs a couple bucks and I'm going to be able to learn a ton about this thing that I'm interested in. Um, I think there's, there's a ton of value in that. I don't know where I'm going with all of this, but <laughs> I think, what, I think I, you're right. I, I, is this content is a huge thing? It's a where huge, do we start? But where yeah. do you start? Yeah, and I and I think that's why a lot of people have kind of this um, negative initial reaction when the word marketing comes up. Oh, the M word. You know, another thing I need to spend all this money and time on. And uh, in the past, what we've seen, most people don't have good ROI. They don't have any way to track. Uh, you know, that ten thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars they spent. They don't know what they got out of it. They maybe have a feeling well maybe the phone rang a little bit more and but it's not trackable um, in some of those traditional senses but you know today today it is so I guess that leads me to maybe you know what what have you seen for for ROI with people that have have spent this time cranked out this big piece and followed through with what you've given them I mean I've seen people's entire life change and business change but I'll say this I've seen people have absolutely zero results so I, I think it comes down to the person themselves the company now now, I should correct myself a little bit. Since we've been intentionally doing this first awaken process first, 100% of the people get some pretty significant results. What they do with it thereafter, though, depends on the person, right? So I think as, as you're talking here, Jake, I'm thinking about that. I, I, 
companies need to approach their marketing from a different perspective. If you're working with good folks like you guys, it's a transformative experience for them because you're going to help me think through who's my buyer, what's their experience, what value do I have to bring to the table. It's a transformative experience for the company. We're going to benefit from this first. So if I'm going to clarify my marketing message, if we're going to talk about how we're going to deploy our story, I'm going to benefit first from that. And I need to say, I want that. So I got to be like, approach it from that perspective, then it won't be like this additional other thing we have to do. And then it comes down to deploying that story out elsewhere. And if that's done well, the company is going to see immediate results because people are going to go, I never knew you did that. Or they're going to, you know, you're going to have these new conversations that start. And if we're starting with story, if we're inviting people into the process of what we do on a day-to-day basis, it's going to create a new initial conversations. So I think that, um, ROI is 100% dependent on the individual. So when authors say, well, what do you usually see for results? Well, I've seen people sell a couple dozen books. I've seen people sell a couple dozen thousand books. I've seen people attract two or three new customers. I've seen people attract two or three hundred or two or three thousand new customers. It depends on how they take the tool and deploy it. Mm -hmm. You guys are different from us in that you're helping people get that message out. I'm different in saying I'm going to make the product that then you can use to market your business. Right. And so you can deploy it in kind of whatever ways they want. But I think it comes down to if you know your story and if you invite people in that process and you just say, here's the first thing we're going to do. I'm just going to start with this one little thing. Even if it's the easy thing for us, for authors, content, you know, people, authorities, do a Facebook Live video. Mm-hmm. Start there. It's organic. It's not super polished. I get all that. And the people are comfortable with that, receiving it that way. But just like start something. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with somebody in a coffee shop yesterday I'm like just start he's like okay I'm gonna start I said do one right now and he did a Facebook live video like right on the spot and I'm like okay fine you know you started it wasn't that easy it wasn't that scary right so I think it comes down to too Jake how do you get an ROI well you get an ROI by starting immediately mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect because people right. aren't gonna catch on for a little while anyways yeah so get all the bad stuff out immediately we see that a lot with web development uh, this <laughs> this grasp or, or leap towards perfection and then websites don't launch for months and months and months when the reality is your websites never done but neither is your marketing your right. marketing's never done your customers always changing uh, your business should be changing fairly often you know as well to match what your customers needing and uh, you know the, the more um, content that you can put out that's relevant the more you're going to be found you can start working on that thought leadership that authority mm-hmm. uh, kind of based marketing um, it's really powerful today when I think that comes down to why marketing is really good for every business is I'm helping myself understand what is my story, what is my customer's story, and where do I paths intersect? And we're constantly trying to understand that little intersection. Where is that at? And the more I can understand that, the more better is my business is going to be overall for everybody, right? Well, I think every every business owner, especially small business, the biggest hold back is the overwhelming factor, the the fear, or I can't do this, or I don't know how to do this. And it really becomes over, overwhelming and uh, cripples you to maybe pursue something. And I think what Jeremy does, what you guys do is uh, oh, incredible. Obviously, I have firsthand experience. I've done it myself, gone through the awakening, um, gone through the one day 
and uh, I would have never written a book on my own. I would have never pursued it, uh, but simply the process that you guys implement allows me to think it through, uh, helps me come to that realization, helps me understand that I can do this, I do have a story, and then I leave there with really tangible pieces. And that's the key, I think, whether it's building a website, whether it's a new logo, whether it's a book, it's understanding what you want, how you're going to do it, and then laying out the steps to achieve those. And for everyone, it, you realize it at the end going, man, I, I, it wasn't that hard as I thought it was. It wasn't as difficult. Uh, it's the consistency, it's the commitment, it's doing things uh, that you believe in, that you love, and, and, and learning from it and growing from that. And so, so I think whether you're a small business looking to build a website, whether it's social media presence, whether it's written a book, all of them are tools and it's what you right. do with them. Uh, it's clarifying your story, clarifying your your process, your, your product, whatever it is you do. Uh, it's believing in it. It's selling it. It's going all in for it. It's whatever the content you're going to write. And uh, I, I think it's incredible what you guys do at Throne. Um, I've never experienced anything like it. Um, I, I, like you said, that process, that one day is it is it is that kind of tides turn it's that awakening it's that spark that you you come in thinking you know what you want and then you leave there going wow i didn't know that about myself or i didn't recognize that and uh you and your team do a great job of really capturing that and giving the tools um and i think that's what we find especially for us at 5j is uh, when you can empower the client um to give them the keys to whatever it is they're building. Um, it really brings that success. It brings, it gives them the ability to own it and to run with it. And, uh, I think it's amazing. So I would encourage any business, small, medium, large, uh, check out throne. Um, how do they find you? Yeah. Thanks for asking Zach. And I, I would say too, I wish you would have had the mustache you now have yeah, yeah. when you went through awaken because <laughs> you do have a powerful story. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that and that you can start to wield it. Yeah. Um, Zach's face. Are we talking about the mustache or the book? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both. Um, so, I mean, we easy Facebook or we can go to our website, thronepg.com. If you, you Google Sioux Falls publishing companies, we're going to probably pop up in the front there. Thanks to you guys' help and, and inspiring us to get to the top of our SEO. Also because there's not a lot of publishing companies yeah, around here right um so yeah facebook find us on facebook go to our website and uh you know most importantly subscribe yeah. to this podcast i'm gonna yeah. give a shameless plug for you I guys love yeah, i thanks, love what man. you guys are up to here and uh all the, all the work you guys are doing so i'm, I'm honored to be to i would guest. highly highly recommend any business um even if you're not looking to maybe publish a book um i think the process clarification the understanding of what you guys what you do the process you take people through um is absolutely um, encouraging, rewarding, whether you walk away there and you actually fulfill writing a book, uh, that process alone will help, I think, any size business, whether you're starting something, whether you're pivoting or changing, man, highly recommend you guys check out Throne. Um, it would be a really uh, great process for, for you and your team. So thank you for saying that, Zach. Yep. Appreciate right. that. I get a discount on the second book. Right? <laughs> Sounds deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think just a quick takeaway here. Um, I think the biggest thing you can do is get started. Um, you know, Amen. we're we're running a marathon here as as business owners and entrepreneurs, and and uh, every marathon is made up of a lot of steps. So start taking those first steps, start exercising, get out there, and uh, just start producing some content and 
and stick with it. I think that's that's my biggest encouragement for folks. Yeah. It works. It takes time. Be patient. Yes. We're in a, a instant gratification culture, and and marketing and influence is not instant gratification in, in all cases. So, Jeremy, thanks again uh, for joining us. Um, thanks for listening as well. Yeah. Uh, this will wrap up this episode. We will be back next week to talk more about practical digital marketing for your small business. Yeah. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, share with others. We'd love for you to join us with Fiveable. Thank you. Thanks, guys.